Welcome to the MetPro Method Podcast. I am your host, Crystal O'Keefe. Today, I am joined by Angelo Poli, and we are discussing the best methods to create a home gym. Angelo is an internationally recognized expert in the field of body transformations and the founder of MetPro. Thank you so much for joining me today, Angelo. For having me here, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you today about home gyms. Now, specifically, I'm looking for like a really simple, think of me as a beginner. I've never worked out before. I just joined MetPro. I want to start working out and I want to keep it simple and I want to keep it inexpensive. What is the best way to build out my home gym? To get started. Yeah. Okay. So I actually get asked this at least twice three times a week. Where's really? the best place to start? And as you and I have chatted many times over the last few years, uh, the answer is always, it depends. <laughs> o- only this time, the answer is a little bit more pragmatic in that we want to look at some simple factors such as how much space do you have? Oh, that's a good one. Can you put something? Do you have an area that's not like I have someone's like, oh, yeah, I can build. I have all the space. I can build this whole gym out in my basement. And where do you live? I live in, you know, the Arctic tundra where it's 10 below zero and I would never be able to survive exercising down there. So it has to be a balance of where are you going to be doing your exercise and how much space do you have? But here's some simple space saving techniques A lot of people think they need a bunch of equipment and don't get me wrong. I'm a big equipment nerd. I love all the latest gadgets and all the latest tools. But when it comes down to it, if you're just getting started, what I want you to do is move. In fact, there's quite a bit of exercise you can do just with your own body weight. Lots of programs can give you examples. In fact, in the MetPro app, we have examples of, hey, if I'm traveling or if I'm at home and have no access to equipment, I can still do an upper body or a lower body or a full body workout with just my own body weight. Does make it nice when you have a few tools. So with no further ado, I would tend to start with a simple set of dumbbells. Uh, We've probably heard it a lot. It can be very versatile. Now you can get the whole set where it's adjustable. You can get those in, you know, up to 20, 25 pounds, or you can get the ones up to 52 pounds. But the truth is, if you're a beginner, you probably just a couple sets of light dumbbells are going to suffice. Eight or 10 pound set, plus then a 10 or rather a 15 and 20 pound set. So if you have just a couple of those weights, that's going to be really versatile. So you have some loads for basic movements. With that, you can basically do body weight, simple movements, where now you've added some load. You can also start working your extremities a little bit easier. You can do arms. You can do shoulders, biceps, triceps under load, which is some simple dumbbells. Now, another option is some simple bands. You can get some tubing or some bands at any local store. And the reason that bands are great are because it helps you with movements that work your posterior chain. So in other words, when you see a lot of those boot camps in the park, Mm -hmm. those are great. But typically, they're doing mostly anterior chain training. They're doing stuff that's overhead. They're doing push-ups. They're doing sit-ups. All of that's great. What are we doing as far as a pulling motion? 
What are we doing for your back, for your lats, your rhomboids, your lower traps, your rear delts? Those are a little bit harder to reach areas if you don't have something you can pull. So some simple tubing or banding, you can wrap it around a door handle, have a seat on a chair, and you can do seated rows. You can anchor it high over a door, and you can do angled rows emulating a lat pull, and you can work your posterior chain. With some light dumbbells, you can do kneeling single-arm rows off a bench or off some sort of steady surface that you know isn't going to give out at you. That's important. If you have just a few more dollars to invest, so that's very, very inexpensive. You know, a couple sets of dumbbells, bands, that's a great starting place. Now, if you can spend just a little bit more, then now you could use some tools like a bench. That would probably be my first go-to. And then a set of straps. So TRX is one brand. There are several brands that make travel strap or called suspension training. And that gives you lots of fairly inexpensive ways to travel light and still be able to work the entire body. But I would say the most versatile piece of equipment would be a good bench. And why is that? A good bench will enable you to adjust the position of your body. So when I used to teach advanced courses in mechanics, postural training, resistance training for other coaches, the first thing I would challenge them to look at is not what muscle group is working, but what position are you in? Pick the position first, then layer onto that the range of motion, the muscle group, and the load. So with a bench, that enables us to now do prone position, supine position. Ideally, you get an adjustable bench, which gives you an incline position. That gives you all kinds of positional options to do pressing and to do pulling motions. It's also an anchor for countless lower body exercises tricep exercises, things that you can use a bench to anchor off of. And it's a safety. It's a safety issue. If you have a solid bench, then I know you have a solid surface because I've seen some wonky setups with folding chairs. And it's nice to have something that you can really count on. Another option for people who say, yeah, Angelo, I just don't have room for a bench is you can do a lot of those similar uh, positions with a Swiss ball or an exercise ball. Get a medium to large inflatable ball and you can sit on it like a chair. You can lie back on it on an angle like you would to do, for example, an incline press with dumbbells. You can lie over it as if prone or at an angle to do a row or pulling motion and lots of variations. It also can help you with modifications on squats. It can help you with doing wall balls, wall squats, all kinds of things that you might not think of as it being quite that versatile. There's entire routines you can do just with a, an exercise ball. So that's a great go-to as well. And these are all really inexpensive items. Now, the caution with the stability ball is just that. It's in the name. It's not stable. A bench is stable. Right. So for beginner beginners, if you're worried about balance, stability, equilibrium, that sort of thing, I wouldn't start with the Swiss ball. I would opt for, you know, see if you can get even a small bench. 
But if you've had some experience with an exercise ball, that's a great starting point. Those would be some starting things that I would look at if you're trying to keep your budget, you know, whatever it is, under a hundred bucks. If you're trying to just get something that travels well, small, you can take with you. So you've got straps, suspension straps, such as TRX. You've got bands. The ideal home setup is going to be a bench, dumbbells. And of course, adding a ball to that, you have a nice little setup where you can do a lot of things. So all of those seem to be like related. Is there anything you need for special equipment when you're starting with cardio? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> so cardio, cardio is my wife's favorite. Um, and I will do it begrudgingly because I know I must. Cardio is so important. So the beautiful thing about cardio is you can get it outside. Oh. The problem with outside is that you can't order the weather. Right, right. It can be uh, cold or it can be hot or it can be raining. It can be slick. Yeah, there's a lot of things. That can exactly. Exactly. And so that's why I always like my clients to have something that they can rely on. So there's a lot of exercise equipment that you can get. And even some that aren't very expensive. You can get a home use uh, treadmill that is inexpensive. You can get exercise bike. As soon as you start moving into things like ellipticals and similar, I like those also. But if we're being honest, what I find is the quality of machines that you'll get at that level for kind of the home use bargain price aren't as good. Whereas a simple treadmill, assuming you're someone who's not of a size or intensity level that requires something really heavy duty, a simple home use treadmill that's inexpensive often will check the box for people and work really well, almost as good as going to the gym and using a commercial treadmill. Try equipment first. If you have a friend or if you have gym access or or if you know of a place where you can hop on a few pieces Try some equipment to see, will I use a recumbent bike? Do I like an upright bike? Do I like a spin bike? Will I get myself on the treadmill in the morning? Those are all great tools. Which one's the best? The one you'll do. That's That's what it comes down to. So finding the tools that you like, and then as always, you know, our clients, they'll talk to, they'll talk to us as their coach and say, here's what I'm trying to achieve. And we'll look at what are your objectives. Based on your objective, we might want to focus on some cardio equipment first. Based on your objective and circumstance, you may want just a couple of simple set of dumbbells to do resistance training. But that's probably the easiest way to enter into some cardio and some resistance training activities. Oh, I'm relieved because I thought when I said cardio, you were going to say burpees. Like I, I stand the burpees. <laughs> well, there's one more category, and oh, funny you it. should say that. <laughs> oh, it. Funny you should say that. That's what I call the park cardio workout. So, for example, we have a whole selection of exercise programs that were inspired by what can you do at the park for cardio. Burpees are definitely in it. So at the park, you'll find a step, you'll find a park bench, you're going to find open grass and a field, and usually something you could even lean up against. That gives you the tools right there to do a ton of activity. You can do wall sits, you can do step ups, you can do lunges, you can do single leg or or split squats, 
You can do push-ups. You can do burpees. You can do <laughs> hip bridges. You can do hip bridges off a bench. You can do push-ups off a bench. We can go on and on. There's so many things. I don't expect to remember all these. I don't even remember all of them. That's why we have tools to remind us, hey, here's different moves you could do with these apparatus and get creative. I always recommend ask a coach, if you can, for some direction so that way you can spend your time getting the most, getting the greatest return on your efforts. But if you're a beginner, I'll tell you what I tell every one of my new clients that are not currently in a regular exercise routine. I don't care. I want you active. I want you to start. It's less important to me that you're doing an upright row with a barbell versus a band lateral raise, whether you're doing a park bench squat or whether you're doing a ball squat at home or using a press machine at the gym. That's less important to me. What's more important is consistency and frequency. Focus on consistency, frequency, and routine first, then graduate into intensity and greater amounts of time. I can build off of, if somebody will give me 10 minutes a day, I can build on that. If somebody goes to the gym and you know decides they're going to get run over by a truck and give it everything they've got for a two-hour you know, boot camp, but aren't going to have a routine that's going to enable them to go back the next day and the next and the next, we're not going to get anywhere with that. It's one step forward, two steps back. So think about what you can do to have the tools you need to enable you to start a regular routine. And if you say, I can't exercise a half hour a day, can you do five minutes a day? Can we wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to do one lower body movement, ball squats, regular squats, step-ups, lunges, burpees, you name it. One movement for that includes lower body. Can I do one movement that is for my upper body? Push-ups, band rows, TRX rows, single arm rows off a bench, press. Can I do one exercise that's for my core? Crunches, planks, etc. Three movements. And if you do that every day or every other day, get into a routine of actually following through, you're going to be amazed at how quickly an athletic foundation will be laid. Same thing with your aerobic activity. Maybe you're not ready to start sprinting or doing any aggressive exercise, but can you walk the dog and go a full block? Can you go around your block at home? Can you start doing that daily? Once you can go around your entire block, can you try it twice? Build that foundation and your body is incredible. It'll adapt and it'll acclimate quicker than you think. And you'll have a wonderful foundation to build on and you'll see great progress. Just keep at it. So what I'm hearing from you is a lot less important the amount of money you spend on creating a home gym and a lot more important about creating the habit of exercise, regardless of what type of exercise you're doing. Yes. Now, I know people who like to spend a lot of money on their home gym because they enjoy having, <laughs> I know, raising your hand, top of the line equipment. If that will motivate you, that's money well spent. Right. But it has to all equate to the end goal of get me to a regular, consistent routine. And so simple tools, inexpensive tools are a great starting place and can serve you well for a while. 
That's wonderful. Okay. Well, I feel like people are going to be in a really great place to be able to start their home gym. So Angela, thank you so much for your time today. This has been a lot of fun. That is all for our episode. And if you listeners out there want to learn more about this topic or about MetPro in general, please check us out at metpro.co. And you can find the MetPro method wherever you find any of your podcasts. Please be sure to rate and review. I'm Coach Crystal with MetPro, and I'll see you next week. Until then, remember, consistency is key.